0: everyone, and welcome to the first ever episode of Women Advantage. I'm so excited to be joined by the queen of SB Nation, Steph Driver. Welcome, Steph.
1: Thank you so much for having me. So I
0: am absolutely jazzed to have you here for several reasons. One of them being I have followed you and loved your work for so long, but also just because you're so fun to follow on Twitter and so funny
1: and entertaining. Oh, thank you so much. I- I really appreciate that. I, I make myself laugh, so I'm glad that other people are entertained as well. There are at least two of us laughing. That's what's important. Excellent. That's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So
0: I guess I'll throw you a softball question to start. Okay. Um, how did you get started in hockey? That's
1: a really good question, and the answer is kind of it was an accident. So I realized I. So I, I'm a Flyers fan. Let's just start with that for anybody that doesn't know me. I'm a Flyers fan. Um, And I realized that I needed more information than what I was getting from beat writers in Philadelphia. I needed to know specifically why Jeff Carter and Mike Richards were traded and why it was okay. I needed to know how to feel about these things. And the beat writers weren't telling me how to feel. They were just, the world is on fire and this is what happened. So I found Broad Street Hockey by chance um, and started to learn a a different side of hockey than I've ever known. Um, Around the same time, one of the beat writers was looking for a female voice to join them on a podcast. And the, the ad on Twitter was in retrospect, really kind of creepy. Um, but it was looking for a female, a, an opinionated female to talk hockey. It's something like that. And I was like, well, I have opinions and I like hockey, so let's try this. And I auditioned with like a hundred other women and I got second place and they kept me around on their podcast for a while. And I realized this is something that I'm really good at. I don't have any friends that like hockey, but I can talk about it with other intelligent people in a really fun way. And this this was about seven or eight years ago. Um, And from there, I found I found my, my core group of friends. So one of my podcasts, well, my podcast partner in crime, his name is Bill Matz. We've been working together since around that time, about seven years. Uh, We've built four or five shows together and that's just what we do. We just, we talk hockey and I aggressively pursued everything that I could in this realm. So I started out just podcasting uh, with this beat writer that I mentioned before. And then I built my own blog with a bunch of friends called Sons of Pen, which still exists. I'm just not affiliated with them anymore. And then I approached the then manager of Broad Street Hockey and said, Hey, I want to come work for you guys. And kind of came in and took over really quickly. And when he decided to leave the company, I very aggressively pursued his role and it worked. I mean, it did, because you're
0: great, and Broad Street Hockey is one of the better SB Nation hockey blogs, if I do say so myself. Thank Um, you. Yeah, I feel like I know much more about the Flyers than I would otherwise, just because of you guys, but – in I'm very addition, sorry to hear yeah. that. I mean, you know, I there's a few babies on your team that I appreciate and enjoy. And Me by too. a few, I mean way more than most normal people would love and appreciate. There um, are
1: large adult sons. It's fine. Yes,
0: it is. I have so many large adult sons. It's kind of excessive. Me
1: too.
0: <laughs> um, so I believe, in addition to just doing the Broad Street Hockey stuff, though, you are also the editor of just NHL for SB Nation.
1: Is that true? Yes. Yeah. So I manage, I manage all, we've got 33 brands. Um, so not only do I manage broad street hockey, but then I'm my own boss by managing all of, all of the other brands as well. So it's all all 31 NHL teams, the ice garden, which is women's hockey and then SB nation college hockey. Yeah. So I'm assuming this is now your full-time job. Yes. Yep. Full time. I work from home. I got really lucky in it being able to work from home. Um, And my, my entire team. So the team brands team is all remote, which is really fun. It's because I feel a lot less isolated than if everyone was in the same office and I was working from home as well, or just, I was the only one working from home.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can understand that. Um, so SB Nation is a part of Vox, which recently unionized. Um, What were some of your takeaways of that process as one of what I'm assuming is the few women who are in leadership positions?
1: Yeah, really interesting. I've never... So my career prior to this, I was a management consultant. So I built tech startups from the ground up. So my entire career before now has been on the company side. So being part of the union and the union negotiations, and I was very on the fringes. Like I'm, I i do not want to take any responsibility for what they did and what they accomplished was amazing. Um, I came in when, after most of the work had already been done. Um, but Watching it happen from the other side of the table was a really, really interesting experience because I knew just, I, I know what the company is saying and what the company knows is best for them and how they're going to try and protect themselves. But watching watching the, the labor and in, in fight for themselves and win was an experience that I never thought that I would be able to 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 see to be really honest i got really jaded after working for all of the startups and and all of the consulting companies that i had um because i know how often the companies companies get their way so being part of this you know i make jokes that i i was part of i was part of the one day walkout so i didn't go to work for a day and I got a promotion and a raise which is a really funny joke to make but it's making light of something that was really really incredible just the the one day walkout was only for the vox unionized employees so nobody knew that we were doing this um I sent an email to all of my team, my NHL site managers the night before, once we knew it was going to happen. So this was about 10 or 11 o'clock at night, Eastern time saying, Hey, I'm going to be completely off the air from midnight to midnight. As I take part of the strike or this walkout, it was not a strike officially. It was not a strike. Yeah. Um, and I just want to let you know that I'm not going to be here. If there's anything, if there's any emergency, I trust you guys to take care of Take care of it. I trust your judgment. Um, I'm just I'm going to be completely unavailable. And it I think it was right as the playoffs were starting. So there was a lot going on. It was it was a big deal for me to not be around, and it was a bigger deal for everybody else that was involved. So this was not just SB Nation. It was people who wrote for Vox.com saying even if the president gets impeached tomorrow, we are not going to write. We're not going to do our jobs. So everybody stuck together, stood together, and did not work for those 24 hours. Um, and my site managers, just to bring it back to hockey, were, are not involved in the union, which is a legality. It's not something we can control. Legally, contractors, that's how they're they're classified. Contractors are unable to join our specific union. Uh, but they stood by our walkout. And I think probably 80% of our sites didn't publish any content that day, which was just incredible. It was just this amazing feeling of camaraderie that I I didn't know. I just didn't know existed.
0: Yeah. That's, it's really interesting and awesome to hear that from your side of it, because as somebody who's just like very on Twitter, quote unquote, like all I really saw was nothing because it went quiet for 24 hours. So it's really cool to hear kind of how that process happened and again it's really exciting that it did happen cuz I'm you know
1: a pro union gal <laughs> yeah and the contract that we got was really like really great i know one of the things that they were fighting hard for was this really weird rule around Parental leave or specifically maternity leave. Like you would have to be with the company for 90 days before qualifying for maternity leave, even though the company had never enacted, like had never pushed for that to be enforced. So if you were with the company for two months as opposed to three months, they would still give you full maternity leave. They really wanted that to be. On the books, and the union said, "No, that's that's bullshit. We're not doing it." So, and the union, the union won that, where it's no longer
0: on the books. That's really awesome, especially yeah. because that's a policy that you know really negatively affects women. Um, it really does. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's just it just seems silly that like the half of the population that is helping to reproduce and like create more population is punished for doing so. There's there's a lot of layers to that, but. Just like that one policy specifically that you guys were able to fight for that and like make sure that, that wasn't in place is awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And also um our part-time employees now get medical benefits where they weren't before. So oh that's, that's amazing. Yeah. There was a lot of good done for a lot of people who really needed it. Um, including, you know, minimum salaries across the company. It, it was there was a lot of good done. I love to hear
0: that. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, And we can kind of keep on the SB Nation train. Um, So in what ways do you feel like your um, perspective and your leadership has helped to shape like NHL coverage across SB
1: Nation? That's a great question. I think I give my site managers a lot of freedom to really just be themselves, to do whatever they want and and know that – If they write something and there's any type of fallout or blowback, like I'm going to stand up for them no matter what. And I've got their back. So I, I try not to get involved with what they write on a daily basis because they know what they're doing. They're really good at what they do. That's why they're here and they have fun doing it. If it's not fun, then there's no point. And don't want I don't want to be the, the the manager that says well I need you to start writing about more player profiles or more game day coverage because that's ridiculous just write what's fun for you and I think that giving them the freedom to do what's fun for them and that they enjoy has brought out a, a, a whole lot of um, really fun and interesting content so we've got people that do they do prospect profiles and they do player profiles but then they'll also, break down um, current events, like, God, the, the thing that just happened with Austin Matthews and just say, mm-hmm. you know, this is not okay and, and have the courage and and the, the backbone to say and to criticize the star player on their team and say, this is not okay. Like, you did this and it sucks. Uh, knowing that they have my full support. You know, we've got people that break down the CBA and, and people that break down, um, all, all types of rules. And then we have others that write poems and, um, what's some of the other fun stuff. Uh, it's just, it, it's, it's so varied across the network. Um, and I think that that's what makes it a lot of fun. Yeah. Well,
0: especially, like for me, I'm a Sabres fan. And so like the Sabres coverage from SB Nation, I would say rivals some of the coverage you get from a like paid platform, like the athletic, particularly mm-hmm. on the analytics side. And then I look at some of the other sites where they have like really funny posts. I'm like, that wouldn't necessarily fit the brand that the Sabres blog has currently going, but yeah. it makes sense for Ottawa or whatever. Yeah. It's really, it's great that you kind of give each like little team, the ability to have their own personality, just like every NHL team has their own personality.
1: Yeah, exactly. I know at broad street hockey, we've done the, I, Oh my God, probably two years ago. I know it was last year, I think because it was while I was recovering from my, I, my stroke. Um, I woke up on Harry Potter's birthday and was like, I'm going to break down what hockey players are, or what flyers are which Quidditch position. And that's what I did on Harry Potter's birthday, which is, you know, a little bit crazy.
0: <laughs> no, I think that's a very important thing to be done, especially because Harry Potter's birthday is an international holiday in my opinion. It
1: is. July 31st.
0: It's a very important day to yeah. you know, people from our generation around the world. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um. So... You've been you know working full time in hockey for a little while. Before that you were you know working and doing a lot of stuff for Broad Street hockey. Where do you see yourself going next either within hockey or kind of just like in your career in general?
1: That's a good question and one that I've been asking myself a lot recently. Um, and you know to be really honest, I want to be in this job, this particular job for as long as I can. And that's a, a complete change in attitude than I would have had, I just mentioned, I had a stroke. So I had mm-hmm. a stroke in April of 2018. And a lot of my views on life changed after that. Um, so prior to that, I mentioned I was, uh, I was a management consultant. I was very career focused, very money focused, um, I, I needed to keep looking for the bigger and the better and the title and the salary. And I just decided after the stroke that that's exhausting. That's exhausting. And it wasn't fulfilling to me personally. And I just didn't want to do it anymore. So I've had a couple opportunities to move up within SB nation. And I've decided that I really, really love what I'm doing now. I love my group of hockey writers. I love my sites and I'm, really happy doing what I'm doing. So I'm going to keep doing this for as long as I possibly can.
0: Well, that's really great to hear for selfish reasons because I feel like you leaving your current position would just like make hockey coverage at SB Nation worse.
1: Oh, thank you. That means a lot to me. Thank you. <laughs> yeah,
0: I just it's great to kind of have a woman doing what you do because you bring such a different perspective than, you know, just like your generic hockey white man. Yeah. Yeah. Um so kind of in that same vein How do you think hockey can grow to be more inclusive, whether that's like as a sport or like for fans or the writers, you know, kind of however you want to take that
1: question? Oh, that's a great question. And the answer is, I don't know. I don't know, because there's, there's just so much that needs to change within hockey. There's so much from the boys will be boys mentality to uh, they're just the, the hockey men, the 200 hockey men uh, uh, making all the decisions for the entire league. There's just, there's so much that has to change. I, I think that the the first steps, the first steps would be to hire women into front office positions and not just one or two. I'm talking like all thirty-one. There need to be more women involved in a hockey operations decisions. And the way that the league is going now, that's just not going to happen. They—it's it, such a closed circle of dudes that know each other. It—it it, it sucks. Um, it's like a circle I, jerk. It really, really is. And I think that you know they're trying. They're trying in in really half-assed ways to be more inclusive. But I, I think that there's a way that they can go about saying, hey, we've got women fans. We have uh, people of color who are fans. We have LGBTQ fans. We, we need to acknowledge that they're there without pandering to the stereotypes. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Like it can't just be pride night. We put tapes on the, our blades for warm ups. It needs to be policies that are sweeping across the league that actually bring inclusion and not just like visibility.
1: Right. Exactly. Or or like hockey and heels events where they, they just talk to like the hockey wives, which is not, it's just, it doesn't makes sense they they need to acknowledge that these groups of fans exist and really go from there like i think acknowledging that they exist would be a bigger step than they've taken in the past yeah yeah it's
0: like you walk into
1: the you know the flyer store
0: and if you want to buy a quote-unquote women's jersey it's never the like properly stitched ones and they're always tapered and they just like it's not what i want i want just the men's jersey but like with a slightly adjusted like fit for my bust.
1: <laughs> like a little bit. Because yeah. right now the logo is just right the width of my body. And it's just yeah uncomfortable. Yeah.
0: Or like all of the good women's clothes are like rhinestoned or pink. And if you want to wear pink and rhinestones, that's fine. But yeah. that's not my style. And yeah. I just want like the exact same thing that they're selling in the men's section, but for a woman. Like not a yes. V cut, not scripted, same everything, just women's cut.
1: Wouldn't that be amazing? Right now I'm wearing, I'm wearing a Sean Couturier t-shirt, but it's, it's kid sized because the men's sizes don't really fit. The yeah. kid's sizes also don't really fit, no, but this is what we're working with. <laughs> yeah. It's,
0: it's like those kind of little things though, where if you had like one woman in the room that people listened mm-hmm. to they would tell you, you will sell a, Shit ton of merch if you just made this exact same thing, but to fit a woman's body, yeah, yeah, it's,
1: amazing. imagine it, that,
0: yeah, so I guess kind of kind of you know pivoting off of that, what do you think that we as fans can do to move the game forward?
1: um we've got to stop accepting bad behavior as boys will be boys, um, and that goes not only for the players but also for. The fans, whether it's fans that are in the stands with you or uh, you see in public or on Twitter, we just we have to stop accepting this boys will be boys mentality. It's it's I mean, just to call it what it is, it's toxic masculinity Mm -hmm. and it can't continuous continuously be the women who take a stand and call it out like we need more. More fans saying this we just can't do this anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. So I I my mind getting more women involved in hockey is a really good way to kind of make that step. Um like how do you think like do you think that's gonna happen and how do you think that will happen?
1: I think yes. I, I definitely think yes. And the way that you're going to attract more women is to hire women you know i have just to bring it back to me because this is what i do <laughs> um i have out of all of my site managers half of them are women and that's just by nature of, of me being a woman women feel more comfortable in environments where there are already women so I, it, it's just it's it's going to be easier for the game and, and for fans, just hire women, hire women, and then the rest of them will come. And you're going to sell more merch, you're going to sell more tickets, and you're going to have a well-rounded fan base. And you know, less dudes fighting each other in the stands. I mean, maybe, maybe I can't promise that. <laughs> yeah,
0: that that part. You know, when you when you add a bunch of you know drunk boys to stands, they're probably going to get punchy. Eventually. They're going to fight, yeah. Yeah, which is toxic masculinity, just not on the ice. <laughs> Yes. Yep. (laughs) So as somebody who went from, you know, working full time, not in hockey, to doing some stuff in hockey, but still working another job to this is your career now. um, What advice do you have for a woman who is trying to get started in, you know, hockey media
1: and journalism in particular? Just love what you do. Just love what you do. And don't do it with the end goal of, Oh, this sounds crappy. Like, don't, don't do it with an end goal in mind. Just do it because it's fun. And if it's not fun, don't do it. That's, that's the only advice I have really across the board. Do what's fun for you. And as long as it continues to be fun, keep doing it. If it's not fun anymore, then, then stop. Don't do it because you think you have to.
0: Yeah. That's, I think that's good advice just across the board. You're right.
1: (laughs) Yeah, if it's if it's not fun just stop. <laughs> but life is way too short to to force yourself into doing something that you don't like. Yeah. Yep, yeah, that's 100% true. Um so those
0: are all the questions that I have for you. Is there anything that you want to plug or you know anything else you want to talk about while we're here and we're talking about how to get more women involved in hockey?
1: Listen to Broad Street Hockey Radio. We've got two women that are podcast hosts. Um, I love that more women are are open to hockey and are, are at the very least ignoring the garbage that comes along with being a hockey fan and just enjoying the sport. And I know that takes a lot, it takes a lot of effort it takes a lot of, um, taking the high road and it doesn't for, for every woman that's listening, including you, um, it it takes something to love this sport that just doesn't necessarily care about us. It takes something, and I know it, and I appreciate it, and I, I'm i never going to stop fighting for women in this sport um, or journalists or just women in general, like, period, women, period. Um, anything else to plug? Broad Street Hockey, all of my SB Nation blogs. Um, we are starting NHL Fan Pulse this week where you, you can get your voices heard and published on our SB Nation NHL sites and that actually launches tomorrow. So if people are listening today, they, uh, they get a little bit of a, a in on what cool things we're doing. Yeah. So tomorrow the 10th, correct? Yes.
0: Well, um. Thank you again so much for coming on. This is Oh, you're awesome. so welcome. Um, and for everyone listening, thank you for tuning in to our first episode of Woman Advantage. There will hopefully be many more to come because there are so many awesome women doing great stuff in hockey and we don't know nearly enough about them. Until next time, I'm Hannah and you can find me at hburrito92. And my lovely guest has been Steph. Steph, would you like to plug your Twitter? Ah, oh, Stephalicious D. Yes what a lovely twitter handle Uh, please go follow (laughs) her you will not regret it um and i will talk to you guys next time